0: Welcome, listeners, new and old. I welcome you all to the 2100 podcast. This is a podcast meant to be a time capsule to the people of the year 2100. I am your host. My name is Jason Peters. I am a writer, journalist, and producer based out of Philadelphia. At jpeters2100 or Jason Adjacent is where you can find me online. Today, I welcome you all to the Curtis 50 Cent Jackson School of Sociology. Many people don't know this about me, but sociology low-key changed my life. I got an A in sociology my first semester of uh, college and then became a professor's assistant to my sociology professor, Timothy Radloff, at East Stroudsburg University. This is my first time I'd ever done well in a class or been praised on my intellect by anyone, let alone a professor. In making these episodes of 2100 about Niagara Falls, I created two sociological experiments, the first of which being the interviews I conducted themselves. I interviewed the mayor of Niagara Falls, Canada, and mayor of Niagara Falls, New York, in the same day and asked them both the same questions as a sociological compare and contrast of two politicians. To be evaluated by the people of the present and then re-evaluated by the people of the future as a difference between canadian culture and american culture and a hyper focus on this one town split by two of the largest countries in the world the second sociological experiment is much more long term i gifted both mayors a time capsule meant to be opened on january 17th 2100 the catch is there's a secret message inside the time capsule that can only be understood if they are opened together. In the next few episodes, I will shine a light on the past, present, and future of a city that holds one of the greatest natural landmarks on Earth, shared by two of the largest countries on the planet, and get insight into the men in charge of it. And I know what you're thinking, what the fuck does this have to do with Curtis 50 Cent Jackson? Not much. However, he's the reason why I decided to ask both mayors 21 questions. Girl, it seems to love me now. but you love me if I was down and out? but you still have love for me, girl? It seems to love me now. but you love me if I was down and out? but you still have love for now, would you leave me if you father? Yeah. Find out I was thugging? Yeah. Do you believe me when I tell you? You the one I'm loving? Are you mad because I'm asking me 21 questions? Are you, Are you mad because I'm 21
1: questions?
0: 2, Challenge for you, Floyd. If you can read one full page of a Harry Potter book, nigga, I'll give 750,000 to whatever child of your organization you want. To.
2: 2,100
1: 2,100 Well, I can't tell you the time Can't tell you the time Yeah, man. Yeah. I can't tell you
0: about the future. The future. The future.
1: Two-two-two-thousand-one-hundred.
0: So, I'll be mostly keeping to myself, but chiming in from time to time while letting these two interviews rock. Because rather than explaining the two towns entirely, I'll allow the context of the interviews to set the table for you and then tie a bow on everything in episode two. A few things you should know, though, conventionally. People prefer the Canadian side of the border. And I'm not saying that to offend Americans. Uh, By no stretch of the imagination are either side of the border exactly modern. Niagara Falls, Canada has the population of about 86,000 and has the vibe of an American college town. However, the impact of tourism gives the heart of their downtown area the same feel that like Universal City Walk might have at Universal Studios Orlando. The Canadian side of the border is reminiscent of like 2010 to me. Niagara Falls, New York, on the other hand, has a population that is decreasing at an alarming rate, going from 62,000 people in 1990 to 48,000 in 2018. This trend is mirrored in Niagara County, neighboring Buffalo, and throughout former hubs of manufacturing throughout the United States. Niagara Falls, New York, looks like any other city or town that lost its major source of income. It is barren, for the most part. The infrastructure of failed businesses and old attractions stand rusted as the main street serves as a stark reminder of the past, and more so, the reality of the present, just before you cruise into the kitschy, cute, touristy side of Canada. Combined, the neighboring factions of the same namesake morph to be the size of Waco, Texas, or Charleston, South Carolina. If the entire territory of Niagara Falls was one city, it would be about the 200th largest city in America, or the 45th largest city in Canada, comparable to St. Catharines or Sherbrooke. The two very different cities produce two very different mayors. I'll allow them to introduce themselves and answer the first three questions so you can hear for yourself. Here I am with American Mayor Rob Restiano. So with me right now, earlier today, we interviewed, uh, Mayor Jim Diote in, uh, Ontario Canada he is the mayor of Niagara Falls Canada and now in front of me I'm across town in New York City Hall with Mayor Rob Restiano Restino, yes. Restino Restino yes, yes, sure. you guys both have very complicated names
1: yeah that's
0: how it is yeah but um <laughs> so basically I just went over the gist of it with you and what we're doing I'm gonna ask you the same exact questions that I asked the previous mayor okay. starting with a very very difficult one What is your name? My name is Robert Restaino. Okay, there's one. Where did you grow up? Right here in Niagara Falls, New York. Simple as that. What year were you born? 1959. Okay, so Mayor Rob took 53 seconds to answer three pretty straightforward questions. Now let's meet Mayor Jim Diodati in Canada, whom I interviewed first. I'm interviewing you and then I'm going to go over to New York and I'm going to interview Mayor Rob Restiano and I think there's a lot of uh, parallels and I explained at the top of the episode why I'm doing this and before we started talking I explained to you why I'm doing this Um, but there's a lot of other parallels you we were just talking you you're in your 10th year as a mayor uh, third term whereas uh, Rob is in his second week as mayor and and i think that'll draw a lot of a lot of contrast like even in the way that i got sat here and like you did your politician thing and you had to do your job and handle it i imagine things will be a little more frantic and scrappy over there uh because we're just getting started but first let's let's have you introduce yourself i'm going to ask you 21 questions and then I'm going to ask the mayor of uh, Niagara Falls, New York, the same 21 questions. So the first question, what is your name and can you introduce yourself?
2: All right, that's great. Jade. nice to meet you and happy new year. So it, it's Jim Diodaddy. and people always ask me when I have to introduce a conference or any group from around the world, they say, how do you uh, how do you say your name? It's kind of a funny name. And uh, I, always, I always say, who's your daddy? diodaddy. Diodati.
0: Diodati. 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 I, tr- I heard uh, a- several different pronunciations on my way up uh so i was happy to hear it because i always forget that people have accents and to you i probably have a very strange and distinct accent i'm from philadelphia and my dad's from the bronx so i'm just a mishmash of that area um no it's great where are you originally from? from
2: born and raised right here in niagara falls i went away for university and uh, my parents were born here as well and uh, you know, both of my grandfathers were World War I veterans okay. fighting in Europe, and both of them ended up being prisoners of, of war at that time. And um, now our family's been in Canada for for you know about 100 years mm-hmm. and a few generations. And uh, this is where I call home, along with my uh, two brothers and my sister. And I've got three kids. I'm a single dad and uh, been mayor of the mayor. As you just mentioned, I'm in my 10th year. Love it, I jump out of bed in the morning to do it. And, and you know, my background, I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. And I've always worked for myself, run my own businesses and, and a variety of businesses. I just really always love what I do so I'll only do what I love I love what I do and I think I can be pretty effective that way because I never have to get myself ramped up to do it I jump out of bed you I give that re- ener- you give oh. off
0: that energy I would do it for free you you seem like the type of guy that if you were not a mayor you'd be doing like everything else like I imagine after well I never mind I don't want to talk about after your mayorhood because okay man- we can talk about it no because I imagine that you go further up the political chain? Well, I've been asked. I've been asked to run provincially and federally. So that would be like
2: uh, for the state and federally in the US. And uh, I don't, uh, you know, my mother said something to me a long, long time ago. And she said to me, grow where you're planted. So I know there's different approaches to politics and whatnot. And we've been really, really successful here in Niagara Falls over the last few terms. And we'll, talk, well I'm sure we'll get into that in the interview. But the main reason is uh, I take my business principles that I learned in the business world and I apply them to politics. Mm-hmm. And
0: it's a very different world. I'll
2: tell you, politics huh. is a blood sport. And I've got a lot of buddies who are- And me.
0: business is not?
2: Well, it is, but in a different way. Uh, because in business you're driven by money. In politics there's ego, there's other things. You,
0: business is not driven by ego.
2: It is absolutely driven by ego. But it's different in politics because it's not a money game. Uh, it. It's mm. just winning game. But in business, getting nah, the money nah, it makes sense, right? And in business, soft getting power
0: the money. is important in both. But it's kind of mo- the only point of politics is soft power. And the, the fact that there is no way to kind of weigh that makes it all so abstract. Rather than it's easier dealing with dollar and cents in the private sector.
2: Yes. And that's why when you see business people going into politics or vice versa, it's really interesting. I love watching. Mm-hmm. So, Trump, I was really curious to see how he, I had my own thoughts on it because I'm mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. How's he going to do this? I know I thought at first he's going to be very frustrated because you go to Change Washington mm-hmm. and you realize, oh my God, it's a Titanic and it turns so slow. But I got to say, uh, you know, for a business guy, You know, and I'm sure he's been very frustrated at times. You realize you don't have ultimate powers. Mm. You've got Congress, you've got the Senate, you've got other people involved in your decisions. And when you're an entrepreneur, your say is final. You decree what's going to happen, and it happens, or you're fired. In government and politics, it's very different. But you love that entrepreneurial flair when it comes to politics because mm-hmm. so many bureaucrats just keep doing what they've always done and they keep getting what they've always gotten. Mm-hmm. And, and you need someone fresh thinking. And, and this is one of the things that I think that I bring to the tables And entrepreneurs, I won't quit ever. And and I, I see Niagara Falls is a great example because – Water is softer than rock, but persevering, ro- well, continuous running water will wear away rock. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have the gorge of Niagara Falls. We've got 12,000 years of water running, wearing down the rock. And I've many times said that to my <clears throat> provincial and federal counterparts, and they just, they're just they like, do you ever stop? And I said, no, I'm too stupid you, to you stop. You have
0: a time. Well as someone else who is also way too stupid to stop. I drove here at 3 a.m. and left my best friend in New York. So, <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I, I love you. So where's your buddy right now?
0: Yeah, he's. He, I left him in New York because uh, well, we, we drove up together. He didn't have a passport. He knew we were doing this. The main reason we're here is because I wanted to treat him to this, to like travel. I got us an Airbnb. Uh, we, we wanted to do something new and Niagara Falls was affordable and close enough to come to. So we came here. I said all this up for my professional career like these this interview in this episode and uh, he never got his passport, <laughs> so I left his ass in Sucks. America. Sucks to be him. <laughs> and shout you know, out, sh- shout out to Ronnie. Can you say hi to Ronnie? Hey
2: Ron, listen, I feel bad, buddy. You got to come back with Jason, <laughs> and you know, do me a favor. Come during the summer, and I'll line you, you guys up with passes to do some of the coolest things in the world, <laughs> like taking boat rides right up to the falls. Like there is some cool stuff. We'll, we'll get
0: there. We'll get. there. get. So there. we got to get to question three. All right, we, we, good. we were at seven minutes, and we're not even at three. What year were you born? You can nineteen sixty five. Got it. just because that's important. It, 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 it we're a time based thing so having like dates yep. is very important to like because if potentially people in the future listen to this which hopefully we are they are um they will get a better idea of who you are just because of the year you're born.
2: Yep. So I'm 54, and at this time, the average man, you know, lives to be into his late 70s. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm sure at that time we'll be living in well into our hundreds. I
0: think we've even got a different shot. Everyone tells me that there's a chance I'll live to 100, yeah. which seems it's much like, more common. The blue zone people. It seems like a lot. And oh no, I, we've got I've got bad genes. Um, <laughs> we, us people <laughs> yeah, don't live long. There's
2: going to be genetic manipulation. You're going to be able to correct that. Before it was a lottery game. Now you're going to. Well, have well, we'll get into that. Okay, I, I don't do want
0: to throw my use on genetic modification at you. Uh, See, two men with essentially the same job title were asked, what is your name and where were you born? And when were you born? Mayor Jim of Canada took seven minutes to answer the same questions that took Mayor Rob less than a minute. It took ten times as long for Mayor Jim to answer these questions, and this trend will continue throughout the episode. And here's my theory as to why. Mayor Jim Diodati is in his mid-fifties, starting the middle of his third term as mayor of a vibrant tourist destination consequential to the Canadian economy. Mayor Rob was in his second week as mayor of a forgotten town in northern New York. These are two places that are essentially the same place living in two different realities, all based off of perspective. So, Mayor Jim of Canada is closer to a traditional national politician. He carries himself like a senator, and Mayor Rob of New York is more of a standard local politician, the vibe of a man who wants to fix roads and loves Little League. We'll talk to Rob about this later, but I'm going to let them talk for the rest of the episode. You'd be very surprised. Those three questions took uh, Mayor Jim a solid fifteen minutes.
1: (laughs) Uh, I tend, as an attorney, I tend to try to get right to the point.
0: No, no, and I and I see that it's good to that uh, contrast will shine through um, glaringly (laughs) between an entrepreneur and an attorney. I like that. Um, Who was your uh, favorite pop culture figure growing up?
1: Oh, my favorite pop culture figure. Geez, I don't. I don't. Uh, pop culture.
0: It could be anything. It could be a musician. It could be an oh, athlete.
1: I'm a, I'm a. Well, I'm a. I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan.
0: Really? Uh, oh yeah, huge. Well, that that will come we will come back to that because (laughs) believe it or not that is relevant to this interview (laughs) okay great i'm an enormous springsteen fan okay so bruce bruce springsteen was your guy yeah yeah. okay i'm I'm just getting a timer set up for something else okay um so bruce springsteen did you have any hobbies or play any sports growing
1: up uh played sports uh baseball um some hockey um I actually enjoyed tennis and golf, too, So um, and, and these days, now in my life, a lot more golf.
0: And was, was there one sport that was specific or
1: one hobby that was specific? Baseball was my thing. I could, I could get up in the morning and just be ready.
0: Was, um, was baseball bigger on the, this area?
1: Oh, yeah. When I was growing up, there were uh, multiple little leagues. We had um, inner city tournaments. Um, the city, too, was a bit larger then. Uh, mm-hmm. So there were, there were more of us um, yeah. sort of running around in the, in the city parks, uh, pick up games. L- what do you mean larger? Well, um, at the time of, of my birth, uh, the city was almost twice the size it is now. Got it. Uh, in terms of population. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were obviously more families, uh, more kids. There were, the, mm-hmm. as I say, there was at least four or five, maybe more, um, separate little leagues all throughout the city of Niagara Falls. Ooh. And um, as a consequence, you could have a tournament that had Midtown and Hyde Park mm-hmm. playing against Cuba uh, uh, Little League and LaSalle Little League, um, Whirlpool. So there were a lot of different um, leagues out there, uh, sort of consuming all these young young uh, mm-hmm. kids who were out there wanting to play ball.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, number four. Who was your favorite pop culture figure growing up?
2: Oh my god, that's a great question. I would say uh, it would have been Fonzie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, right. Uh, Henry Winkler.
0: No, I love I love Henry Winkler because I, I I I like uh, pay attention to him as an artist. I, I, he's always on NPR, like talking about like what it's like to be the Fonz, and then he fell off, never got the respect he deserves. And now he's winning awards and it's like beloved. It. Well, and I and
2: I've got to meet him a couple of times. You and met the Fonz. I met the Fonz. How dare met... you yes. name drop so hard <laughs> on my program? I couldn't resist. No, and you know, as it. a kid, you know, at that time, he was more famous than anybody on the planet. Yeah. In the in the world, does that
0: type of fame exist anymore? Do you think it does? Okay,
2: I th- absolutely it does, and and with him, and see, and, but it's different now because at that time, you know, you only had so many channels. Mm. Everybody watched the same stuff, and it didn't matter what country. That's you what you I mean. It,
0: I could have showed up, and I could have been a way bigger deal, and you would have had a no idea. There's people walking around the streets with millions of followers on Instagram that is just like you don't know who they are. They they work at like whatever. They work at. Tim Horton. You catch that Canadian reference? Oh, that was good. I'm impressed. (laughs) I was trying to come up with a Canadian reference. They work at Tim Horton's, and they're just some very attractive lady. I
2: could throw Dunkin' Donuts back at you, by the way.
0: Dunkin' Donuts is a disgusting cesspool. I hate that place. Okay, so... Did you have any hobbies or play any sports growing up?
2: Oh yeah, I did. I was—I would say I was a jack of all trades and the master of none. So, I, and my problem...
0: Oh, I love that. Well, I'll tell you the why. The king of mediocrity. I was,
2: because <laughs> I loved everything and I'm still like that in a way and I really gotta focus in. So I loved, I played absolutely everything. If you said, hey, th- we're gonna go play this sport, I'd be like, mm-hmm. I'm in. It didn't matter what it was, I'm in, it sounded cool, I wanna do it. Mm-hmm. So so I played guitar as a kid, I, um, played uh, a lot of baseball, and every kid, of course, in Canada plays street hockey. Mm-hmm. And after school, you won't play hockey. But we'd be out shooting hoops, playing tennis, golf. And so we lived in a little ti- little wartime house backing onto a park, and that was our backyard. So my parents would say, go to the park, and it was called Kerr Park. And we'd go out there with my dad's golf clubs. So this is a funny thing. My, huh. dad's, my dad's a lefty, and I've got two brothers and a sisters, and we're all righties. So we would take my dad's clubs. They were the wrong way for us. Mm-hmm. And we had no choice. We had to or we didn't play golf. So to this day, all of us are lefties. Every one of us.
0: You guys changed it? <laughs> Every one of us. So are we, you are you ambidextrous or are you just a straight lefty?
2: Uh, you know, I can do both, but I'm better as a lefty. But it's funny, I'm back and forth from between hockey, between baseball, and, and our family's big into sports. Matter of fact, my nephew right now is playing at Alabama. He's uh, with a Roll Tide. Mm-hmm. He's playing baseball with the team there. And, um, and, and but we love Wait, sports.
0: what can you say that one more time? My
2: my nephew Owen, oh. Owen Diodati, he's playing baseball with a Roll Tide. Oh, That's yeah. his first year with Alabama. Is he
0: Canadian? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's from Niagara oh, yeah. Falls. Are, oh,
0: no, Cana- Canadian Canada does produce good baseball. Oh, yeah. we. I, got... I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I didn't put it together. You <laughs> guys do have a good baseball culture. Not I mean. as
2: m- many players, clearly, as the U.S., yeah. but we love baseball. And again, you got to wa- remember, we grew up watching baseball. I was a New York Yankees fan as a kid yeah. until 77 when the Blue Jays came. I imagine
0: fandom is a little strange up here. You see, like I was walking the strip and I went into a thrift shop because, you know what, I'll tell you, I forgot a belt on this <laughs> trip. I forgot a belt and if you look at my shoes, i'm wearing sneakers because i forgot dress shoes and i'm sorry um, you brought
2: your passport though
0: i did. did i did bring my passport i'm like ronnie um i had to go buy a belt at the thrift shop i went in there and there's pittsburgh Penguins stuff yeah. uh, yankees stuff i saw canuck stuff i saw all sorts of stuff and i was like yeah what what team do you pick
2: i well, will tell you one thing basketball I'd say almost everybody in Canada is a Raptors fan. Well, yeah. Right? And after winning the championship last year, I mean, that was just so spectacular. Enough, enough. All right. I'm a Sixers sorry. fan. Okay, sorry. Philadelphia. Uh, all right, yeah, I'll drop enough it. Of enough of that. I'll drop it. You can a- drop it. You,
0: a- it's, it's fine. You've said enough about the Raptors. <laughs> enough about sports. We can I- go to the next question. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Fair enough. But baseball, yeah. yeah, yeah uh, Blue Jays, obviously. We only have one team in Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, Blue Jays
0: were my number two team growing up. I loved uh, Vernon Wells and, oh, and yeah. Roy Goss and Roy Halladay. And then the yes. Philly. And then he won. No, he didn't win us. I think he came the year after and never got to win with us. But he did throw a no-hitter in the playoffs for us. Amazing. why nah. I, mean, so
2: I love baseball because baseball to me is more like ch- uh, chess.
0: My best friend is a professional baseball player. Really? Yeah. He's, he's in the Mariners Association. I'd say by the time this comes out, he he's probably a professional baseball player at this point. Really? I Really is his year. Really, yeah. Scott Boaches. Cool. Pay I'll be looking for, for him. Please do. He will. Yeah, yeah I, I've got big, big, big hopes for Scott Boaches.
2: That's awesome. I love when you catch him on the way up. You know, it's funny. Everybody will will uh, attract to him once he's made it. But I like the real organic friends who mm-hmm. were there with you through the tough times. When I was a nobody, to okay, now you made it. It's Those are your fun. true friends. It yes. is
0: big fun. I am. Um, in the midst, uh, in, <laughs> well, you're
2: like, just like you, you're going to be well known and famous and you'll look back at these times and then hopefully you'll still remember who I well, am. Well,
0: th- to be candid with you and I've, whatever, we're, we're already recording. What are you going to do? <laughs> nothing, <laughs> I'm, saying, <nothing. laughs> um, I'm not even happy to be here. Like a year ago, I didn't even know how to access a guy like you. So it, it's small steps. Well, we're going to move to the next question. Number six, uh, what is something that's really important to you? Like a value or an idea?
2: I like helping people. And I'll tell you one thing that drives me nuts. If I see someone getting bullied, I don't like that. I don't Mm -hmm. like anyone being taken advantage of because you can't. And... For the same reason, I like to support people like that. So I'll give you one quick example. There was a, a plaza being built in the city, mm-hmm. and they built it, and they put up all these new security lights out in the parking lot, and unfortunately, it backed onto a residential neighborhood, and the lights were beaming into the backyards of people's houses.
0: That stuff will happen. It'll happen, right? Man. And and
2: again, I'm a business person, so I, I come from a business perspective, but at the same time, you know, I don't forget where I came from. And I know what it's like to be the person on the other side that doesn't have contacts, doesn't have influence, but... You're getting maybe uh, taken advantage of. So I had a lady said to me, she goes, I can't even sleep at night because the lights are so bright in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. I could read the newspaper. Now, in 2100, they won't be reading newspapers Mm -hmm. probably, but uh, that was a paper version of the news. And she said, it's so bright in my bedroom. And she went and complained. And the property manager said, well, you should get better blinds. Right. And so I'm not going to tell you what I said. So I said, leave it with me.
0: Very. I would not appreciate that.
2: Leave it with me, man. So anyway, she was a senior citizen. And to me, senior citizens paid their dues already. And so now they're fading. And so what we forget about them. I, I don't think that's yep, how you approach it. I mean, it.
0: they're the largest voter block in America, and they are still seemingly ignored.
2: And they vote. That's yeah, the best the part. Largest
0: vote, they're the largest group of active voters in America, right. and they're still almost wholly not represented. It's
2: unbelievable. So anyway, all, it was a simple solution, uh, but they needed some encouragement to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So they just had to put blinders on the lights, and they could direct the light away from her yard. Mm-hmm. And they took care of it. Everyone was happy. She was able to sleep again at night. And, but it was such a simple fix. But sometimes they need encouragement to do the right thing.
0: And, outs, and outside eyes often help. You don't even know you're doing something wrong until someone shows you.
2: Exactly. And then when someone points it out to you, and I get ignorance, and I get unconscious incompetence when you don't even know what you don't know. But once someone points it out to you, if you don't rect it, rectify it, you're just a dick. Mm-hmm. And and I got no patience for that. Mistakes, I encourage. I tell my kids, make as many mistakes as you can. Just learn from it because there's no such thing as mistakes. They're lessons. Then you do a different thing next time. But if you repeat, you're just being a jerk. You deserve to suffer. So in this case, we pointed out to them, they didn't want to fix it. Well, they did now. So hopefully they learned a lesson.
0: Got it. What is something that is really important to you, like a, like a value or an idea?
1: Um, well, in terms of a value... Um, I would think that, uh, trust, uh, trust and loyalty are important to me. Um, an idea, I think the idea of public service, um, being able to give back to your community is important.
0: Do you have any, uh, particular reason for uh, either, either three of those, uh, like any, anything that that stems back to?
1: Well, you know, um, my father was a guy who believed in all of that and sort of passed that very same sentiment on to us uh, kids and so I sort of grew up with this idea um, of the importance of public service either in a volunteer capacity or otherwise but giving back to the community was important.
0: Oh got it no and I understand that uh uh, the I have very similar values. Right. Uh Question number seven out of twenty-one. Who is your favorite musician? Well, my favorite musician.
1: Well, um, I. I mean, I'm an old. I, I, I like it can school. be anyone. I, I you know, when I watch um, old scenes of Chuck Berry, I'm just amazed at. The talent that he had back at a time when that kind of performance wasn't... And it was
0: also rudimentary. Like, yes. There's something special about like a guy like Chuck, Chuck Berry. Yes. And seeing him do it and then seeing there be like a 15-year gap for the next person to do right, it. Right,
1: right. And the evolution, too. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, the ability to see... I mean, I, I would go back and watch
1: some of those things, and then I start to see some of the folks um, as I was growing up. Basically, these are, these are just sort of different takes on his performance mm-hmm. um
0: so that that was that's interesting to me yeah chuck no uh, chuck berry uh he has seen he ages very well like yeah. uh everybody as time goes on um chuck berry's reputation gets better and better i've noticed uh like as people like elvis get talked down on sure. chuck berry gets risen. but i actually heard they had a better relationship than 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 it, uh the public will allow you to believe because the music sure. uh, culture back then was a little more sharing sure it was. than it is currently that's but, correct yeah <laughs> and i studied media yeah um now we're gonna go um, who is your current favorite musician oh you know
2: that's a great question I love music geez uh you catch me off guard a little bit like this with some of the questions i would say they're, uh, they're
0: gonna get weirder and then they're gonna so uh, i'll i'll let you in on the structure of the questions yeah. while you think of your answer first first seven questions is is to get to know you yeah and then the last few questions is about niagara falls okay so and i would then we're gonna hit the lightning round soon
2: okay so i'm not great with names but i'll tell you the lead singer of train
0: got it yeah and
2: i'm gonna tell you why uh, first of all, I love his music. Second of all, I went and saw him at one of our casinos not long ago, mm-hmm. and he, and I've seen a lot of performers there, and some of them are really high in themselves, some of them are too good, mm-hmm. whatever, and some of their egos are just out of control and and you know what we all have egos and the key is just control it right because yes. we all bleed the same way we all go through we put our pants on the same That's way good point. right and to me what what makes you better are you omnipotent or are you better i agree
0: ain't nobody better than nobody nobody
2: you got it and so after the show i watch and i like to watch the and observe them he's stuck around till every person at the theater got a selfie with him. He was so grateful. And I love a gratuitous perspective. And, and why was he? Because his career, he had some challenges. Mm-hmm. Some of them got opioid addiction problems. Yeah. Well, he was big, and then he faded, and he came back. And the second time, you're way more grateful and appreciative. The first time you imagine. take it for granted, right? Mm-hmm. And I watched that grateful man give everything he had, and then more afterward, like Dr. Hook, you know? Right when you think you have given all you can, mm-hmm. you give just a little bit more. And he gave more until everyone got a selfie but that left that theater. And I was so impressed with that guy. Maroon 5 too, uh, Adam Levine, he just keeps coming up with good song after good song. <laughs> I love Justin Timberlake. Same thing, because he just comes lot, up with- A lot of the
0: pop, the pop guys. Yeah,
2: but, and by, but I love classic 70s like Eagles, love all that kind of stuff and okay. i'll be honest i love all music i love music period gotcha. i love it so but those are a few that jump out right off the top of my head and i'm sure there's a lot more but i'm just not thinking
1: Got
0: of- it let's hit the and light, round. Round. <laughs> round you five questions each question you only have 10 seconds to answer
1: oh mercy okay okay
0: so you'll you'll get through these five seconds in about a minute one what is better poutine or cheese fries cheese fries. Poutine or cheese fries? I like poutine. Oh yeah, the Canadian mayor. Of yeah. course. Uh can you name two Drake songs?
2: Uh no, I couldn't name them, but I know them. I couldn't name one of them. I'm terrible with names.
0: That's a good point. They just come like osmosis. But I know them. Can you name two Bruce Springsteen songs? Oh, uh yes, but I'm going to go blank now. Uh you got eight. born in the
2: USA and uh oh my god. Oh my god. You got 5. I can't think of names. Three. You're, I know every Bruce song. I love Bruce, the two, boss. He's the best. One. Oh, I can't think of one. All right, right,
0: you got 10 seconds for this question. Number two. Can you name two Drake songs? No. I <laughs> not, not even an attempt. Uh, number three. Can you name two
1: Bruce Springsteen songs? Uh, Born in the USA and. Um, oh geez it's my favorite one and I can't remember the title of it
0: you got five seconds mm. Mm.
1: Uh, well I'm
0: a, I'm a big full, full screen screen screen. Screen. Well, that Dude, just man. can't do it but I can hear that I can hear ah, that yeah, that hurts it um, sure does is Shrek a good movie I think it is <laughs> everybody does yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it yeah is. everybody loves Shrek uh, and lastly on a scale of one to ten how good is your life Okay, a modest eight. I won't ask for follow-up. We'll take the eight. Okay. But, uh, no, I just like to ask, you know, yeah. is Shrek a good movie?
2: Yeah, all of them were good movies. <laughs> I've seen them all. i got three kids. I've <laughs> like, seen every I, kid no, movie. I,
0: I ask it because I like Shrek a lot. I think it doesn't get the Michael good. Michael
2: Myers are, uh, you know, like, I love Michael
0: that. Myers, Eddie Murphy, they're all good. And they're awesome. On a scale of one to ten, how good is your life?
2: Ten being the best? Yes. Oh, I'd give it ten. I love my life. I love it. I'm so grateful for what I get to do and how I get to do it. You may not know I had cancer last year. Oh, yeah, I had Hodgkin's lymphoma last year. And uh, well, with...
0: congratulations on the yep. getting uh, to use the past tense. Right. Well, I'm on... cancer
2: free now. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll see a picture behind you of Mario Lemieux. Uh, yeah, and
0: I actually saw that when I got you here. you saw
2: that. Well, Mario Lemieux also had Hodgkin's lymphoma, and uh, one of the best players on the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah, I know, also. I
0: think I know Mario.
2: And Mario went on to win Stanley Cup, as you can see, and uh, Hart Trophy. And uh, you know, I'll tell you, it changed my perspective on life because you don't appreciate, I, let me rephrase that. Oftentimes we don't appreciate things until we've had them taken away. Mm. And then you're so grateful. And I can tell you, when I was convalescing, I never once thought about it. I wish I had more money, more luxury, more of this, more of that. Time. Time, you got it. Time, and also give me back what I had before that I took for granted. Just been able to have a meal and enjoy it, have a good night's sleep, be able to see my family, my friends, that's the kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, that was really, really key, and that's had a big impact on my... So I am so grateful that I can sit here with you, Jason, right mm-hmm. now and do this interview, and I don't get anything out of it. I And I don't care. It means nothing to me. What I get out of it is that I get to help you with what you're doing. Yeah. That, to me... I I thank God every day I got this opportunity, so thank you.
0: Well, I'm very happy that, A, you're here, and B, you beat cancer, but also uh, you kind of went over your 10 seconds for the (laughs) lightning round. (laughs) I know you had to say. Yeah, I'm kidding. Um. So the first seven questions were more personal, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so that listeners could get uh, um, an understanding of who you are. And you're a straight shooter, former attorney. You like to get straight to the point. I understand that. Not very flowery. Um, then we did the lightning round. These last questions have more to do with um, your mayorship, or is that what it is? Yeah. Mayorship is the correct verb. Sure. Um, your your uh, your mayorship and Niagara Falls. So. What inclined you to run for mayor?
1: Um, Well, I mean, I've been here my whole life and I've seen some things over the course of the last several years that led me to believe that um, I thought the city was sort of moving in a direction that needed a different focus. Um, I, again, given the fact that I sort of grew up with this sense of public service, Mm -hmm. it seems to me that um, I could sit back and just complain about things or do something about it Mm -hmm. and my thought was that um, given my uh, desire to see change and see things get better uh, that this would be the best way for me to attack it. I actually wanted to run for this position four years ago, Mm -hmm. or actually now it's five, 2015, Um, but my daughter was running that year for city judge in, in niagara falls and uh, she was successful yeah i didn't want know. to make sure there was the two of us on the ballot it didn't seem to look right mm-hmm. uh, but she was successful um and i decided that this cycle in 2019 i was gonna i was gonna do it
0: and now you're here yeah i'm here i'm here and, and you're recent you've been in here in the last literally two three weeks yeah
1: two yeah two and a half weeks
0: Oh wow! Wow. That's so fascinating.
1: It's been a it's been an interesting two and a half weeks.
0: Yeah, because like as we as I said when I came in here, it's uh (laughs) no no it's getting together. Like obviously you're still hanging up. People have not given you the trinkets yet to 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 put all over. Soon you will be overflowed in trinkets and things to put on the wall and self portraits. Sure, (laughs) but no, but it's very (laughs) interesting. I don't think people think about the transitional nature of uh. Uh, like like government or even jobs like no one thinks about the i guess like the naivete of like the first few weeks
1: you're absolutely right you know i mean folks believe um even the people who were who supported me they think that when you walk in here poof you know everything Mm -hmm. And while you have a sense of where you have to go and what you have to do, you also have to deal with the facts on the ground. When you walk in here, there are things that are already in motion. You know, Government doesn't stop on December 31st and then catch its breath and come back again on January 1st. Some of the things that I'm engaging in right now, they had their genesis last September.
0: Very similar to like, for example, I got hired at a new job like a year ago and the first thing I got handed was uh, four months of the last guy's work because they haven't had anyone in that position. That's exactly it. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think people think of government like that.
1: That's right. That's right. But it is. It's, 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 it's that same sense that you're picking up some pieces and then before you really get to the point of... Um, really, sort of advancing your own agenda, you've got to make sure that what's going on um, is still moving forward. And that things are stable. Yeah, stability is important. Yeah, people and get I, angry. And I have to tell you, the interesting thing is, in my first uh, couple of days here, I didn't have a telephone and I didn't have a computer. <laughs> the technology had not yet, you know. So I went around and visited with the department people, mm-hmm. um, stood out in front and greeted folks as they came into City Hall. Yeah but what was amazing to me by the end of my very first week and it was only the 3 days the first second and third mm-hmm. what was amazing to me is notwithstanding the fact that I wasn't necessarily plugged in and engaged as I am now yeah. government went on these good civil servants did their mm-hmm. thing there was that stability that continuity that things were going to happen it's a machine yeah and it the machine operates.
0: chugs on it just keeps moving yeah which is which is weird but yeah. <laughs> which is well that, you see that when the government shuts down sure we see that like people are just gonna they're gonna do stuff. You that's can right. say whatever you want. That's right. But we got there's stuff we gotta do. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: The stuff's gotta get done. That's um,
0: right. So an- another question. Uh, we're at fourteen of twenty one. What is something about Niagara Falls that people do not know? Well, you know Niagara Falls,
1: um, its connection to uh, Nikola Tesla, um, and the and the whole power. Creation, hydropower creation, mm. and the fact that this guy um, was amazing. If I'm not mistaken, I think he has maybe six or seven hundred patents for a variety of things. Some of which mm-hmm. are just remarkable things that you wouldn't have thought back in the, in his day. Um, somebody would have been thinking about things like electric cars and stuff mm-hmm. of the things of that nature. So um, there's a lot of history here uh, that um, I don't think and. and we have uh, we have an Underground Railroad uh, Heritage Center Museum. Niagara Falls certainly had an important place in an awful lot of things that have gone on not just in the not just along the east East Coast, but even um, all throughout the United States.
0: All right, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, the reason why something that led me to this topic yeah. is that. There's not a wealth of information about Niagara Falls online. Like when you look up Niagara Falls, they're like, waterfall. Sure. They could do just waterfall.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I have to tell you, and, and you're absolutely right. Um, if I say to someone that I'm from Niagara Falls, mm-hmm. um, often people don't realize that there's a city here. It's almost viewed like the Grand Canyon. We thought that yes. Niagara Falls was just a thing, like a, like a a like a natural um uh uh uh, event Mm -hmm. um a natural location but there is a place this is a place where people live and so you're right there isn't an awful lot written because the city itself doesn't often get a lot of attention as much as the natural wonder i don't
0: think i don't think it gets any attention i don't think most people know about i've been trying to figure out the identity of this area like when you meet people because people i'm from philadelphia right um distinct culture. Uh, when you go to Philadelphia, there's a certain way to act. There's a certain way that people act. There's a certain way that people talk. Here, it's definitely different than, than Philadelphia. No question. And this this area kind of reminds me of like uh, an Allentown or like a... Um,
1: we are more Midwestern than we are Eastern Seaboard. Thank you. Because I will tell you that a lot of the sense of folks here, and by the way, these things evolve. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, as we move into the 21st century and there's younger thoughts and younger ideas, yeah. some of that uh, culture has its own uh, shifts. But I think at, it, at its heart, Niagara Falls, New York, is really more Midwestern mm-hmm. than it is East Coast.
0: And, you know, that's actually perfect transition into the next question. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm kind of spitballing off the idea that you said, I think some of that Midwestern charm m- might be the proximity to Canada, mm. because the people act here act a little bit Canadian, and the people over there act a little bit American, and I don't think most other places would have anything like that, because you guys share a direct border, share a direct name, rather than in Buffalo, it's over there. Yep. Here, it seems like there might be more interaction with the Canadian culture.
1: Oh, yeah, and I'll be honest with you, there are... I, like,
0: even I hear it in your voice. Oh, sure. I hear the Canadian thing in oh, sure. your voice.
1: Oh, sure. We have... There are, I could probably point out, dozens and dozens and dozens of families mm-hmm. here that also have relatives right across the border. Mm-hmm. So there's been an awful lot of interaction between Which these is sides. actually
0: really... And I haven't even gotten to ask this question, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pause on this second. I just spoke to um, a German journalist. Um, he's a German journalist, editor of the Jacobin magazine, and he's a German historian. I talked to him all about East Germany because mm, he knows sure. all about East Germany, and I was fascinated by it because that's another one of those things that no one ever talks about. That's right. It's just it just kind of happened. and <laughs> Now I'm 24. And Germany was taught to me that it was like essentially a monolith. Like it's this thing that's always existed. Meanwhile, the modern state of Germany's Germany's been owned, like thirty years, yeah, if that yeah, yeah, it's about thirty years. So I go into East Germany, and the big thing was those borders, yeah when you when you go hard border, you cut cousins off. you break up boyfriends and girlfriends. That's like, right.
1: All of that's changed. yeah,
0: it's, families get got
1: separated. Mm-hmm. right So all of that. Here it's interesting. It really is interesting.
0: And, and and you see it other places like uh El Paso, Austin? Sure.
1: Yeah. It's just the right. old yeah. building we well, have. Well, yeah.
0: Here. This building's very storied, uh especially if you compare this city hall to the last city hall. Sure. I'm not sure what the exact ages are, but this is very much more um, what I imagine a city hall to be. Right. Uh, theirs was very – it was a little more modern, but I didn't – It's nice. I, I like I like some wood. Yeah.
1: We're very <laughs> – yeah, this is very – this is much more traditional.
0: Yes. Uh, like, yeah, traditional like right. uh, in history. Yep. Uh, like, you don't renovate a building like this. Nope. <laughs> you you just try to keep it – well yes and maybe add a couple radiators by your desk yeah (laughs) all right uh lightning rounds done uh what inclined you to run for mayor 10 years ago
2: well i here's my thinking I know that most kids nowadays want to leave home and go somewhere else. Mm. Uh, every kid, and this is a terrible thing to say, maybe, but I want to get out of this shithole, and I don't care where that shithole is. Yeah. It could be Philadelphia, it could, could be Columbus, Ohio, could be wherever it could you're be from, Albuquerque,
0: it could be Edmonton. It it's could be where anything.
2: it's where you're from. Because yes. I realized once I went away to university and I went to this other city, the kids mm. in that city said, We can't wait to get out of I, here. Yeah. And I was like, What? I couldn't wait to get to here, and you can't wait to get out of here. That's correct. So. I realized kids were leaving and we weren't uh, attracting youth or retaining youth, they were going to the bigger centers. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, why is that? And then when I would go to the old age homes, the nursing homes, and I'd say, oh, where's your family? Oh, they live here, they live there. And I said, well, do you get to see them? Yeah, usually at Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's it? And I'm thinking, you could live your whole life, you raise your kids, you do what you got to do. And then that's how it ends? I thought, that's not good. So what could I do? So how can we attract so I did a SWOT analysis, strengths, weakness, oh, yep. opportunities, I and know threats. SWOT. You know SWAT? I when I campaigned, I put a 10-year business plan together. And at the time, the mayor at the time said I was arrogant mm. in our debate. He said, You think you'd be around for 10 years? Everybody's a critic. Everybody's a critic. But success has many fathers, I found. Mm. So and there are so many really cool stories I could tell you from Nick Willenda walking across the falls to things we've pulled off that we had no business doing. And, and there's we, there's been a, the, a theme and a, a series of events that we've done because of what we've done. But I'll tell you, we did this business plan, we were honest with ourselves, what we sucked at, what we were good at, what we could do better, and how we could do it better. And we embarked on this absolutely ambitious. And as I say, state your goals publicly. And I, I, one of my close friends said to me, he was trying to lose weight, and I says, "We got to publicly state your goals." He goes, "Oh no!" And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" He goes, "Well, if I don't if I don't lose weight, I don't want people to know." I well, said, "Then you won't lose weight." Exactly.
0: That's 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 actually how uh, season one of my series ended up. I announced that uh, I was doing this thing, and I announced the date it would drop. Only had one episode done. Uh, by so literally. The episodes come out on Monday. I was finishing them on Sunday and putting them out (laughs) just because I'd held my feet to the fire uh, so much so that I had to go do it.
2: See, they say we don't need time, we need deadlines. And when you give yourself a deadline you'll do it and i don't know about you i'm the kind the day before i'm going away on a vacation Mm -hmm. that's when i decide to clean my windows organize my pictures There's two
0: different people there's the people that can read or get an assignment and then handle it and do it day by day by day i don't exist like that i need the pressure yes to to get on it yes Yes.
2: burn the midnight oil do what you got to do to get Mm -hmm. it done right
0: yep what is something interesting about niagara falls that listeners may not know
2: there's I'll tell you here's one for you Niagara Falls has the highest concentration of naturally occurring negative ions anywhere on this planet negative ions are (laughs) positive in nature and they occur where there's fast and free flowing water and we've got a little bit 20% of the world's fresh water is in the five great lakes and it flows from Lake Erie into Lake Ontario by going over Niagara and the negative ions people come from (laughs) all over the world to experience this healing power so uh, they've got healing vitality energy they give us sense of well-being. Wow. So if you and it's funny and I've been to many places I know
1: nothing about ions. No,
2: most don't. And they're called negative ions. So let me tell you a funny yeah. story. So we had um, Ryan Seacrest and Kelly Ripa here, they were doing the show live here a couple years ago, and I was telling, I was down on the boat, the Hornblower boat, and I was telling uh, Ryan about the the negative ions. He goes, oh my God, I'm right into this. I'm reading a book right now about this kind of stuff. He goes, tell me more about it. So I said, well, I'm not an expert, but here's, you know, I Mm. gave him a little bit more. He goes, oh, okay. So on the show, he says to Kelly Ripa, he goes, you know, Kelly, do you know Niagara Falls? Has got the highest concentration That's
0: of a pretty good Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not bad, right?
2: <laughs> he goes, has got the highest concentration of naturally occurring positive ions. And I'm oh. sitting in the I'm sitting in the I'm thinking, what? So then I went up to him in between. We taped we did two shows. I said, Ryan they're negative ions. He goes, yeah, yeah, I know, but positive sounds way better.
0: <laughs> that is the most Ryan Secret shit I've ever heard in I'm my life. I'm telling you, I'm like, oh
2: my God. <laughs> we'll just change the name. Feel free. So negative ions, and people will come, and I'm going to tell you something. People have said to me, and I've been around the world, oh, I've seen pictures and videos in Niagara Falls. I mm-hmm. said, yeah, that's like seeing a picture or video of a steak. I said, very uh-huh. different experience biting into one. Yeah. So I said, you come here, let the mist take your face, watch the sun rising, and, and feel and take in the negative ions. I go, it's the most incredible and this is the natural wonder of the world. Man didn't create it. It's been here. It's wonderful and you can experience it. It's free. It belongs to the world. It mm-hmm. doesn't belong to us. We're gatekeepers but this belongs to the planet. Yeah. Come down and feel it and experience and it's a gift that keeps on giving. Hydroelectric energy for New York State and for Ontario. Beauty, tourism. We got 40,000 tourism jobs because of that water going over that rock <laughs> and I say, you know what we are? We're the Coca-Cola of municipalities. I've never been to a place anywhere in the world China, India, Dubai, Korea, Romania, pick your country, where they didn't know instantly what Niagara Falls. I never have to say Niagara Falls. Well, we have rock and water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never. I say Niagara Falls. It is
0: the most famous waterfall. Yeah,
2: it's not the biggest. It's not, but it's definitely by far the the most most famous. famous. There's some beautiful falls out there, but none are as famous as Mm. this falls.
0: Okay. Um, What is the relationship between the New York side of Niagara Falls and the Canada side?
2: We're, we're, we're cousins. We're one city divided by a river. Mm-hmm. And that's what we say. And, and what happens to the American side affects us and vice versa. Uh, we're close, um, but we're kind of like twins separated at birth. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're both kind of growing up living I'm our own. I'm
0: so happy you used that analogy <laughs> because that is the exact analogy I use for why I'm doing this.
2: But I'm not talking about Danny DeVito and, and Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> Real twins. And and I'll tell you, I, And the mayors, uh, I work very closely with my cross-border mayors, whether that's uh, in Buffalo, you know, Mayor Brown or or was Mayor Deister and now Mayor Restano in uh, Niagara Falls. Lewiston, Rochester, Pittsburgh—I mm-hmm. do with a lot of the mayors. So you know, uh, Charleston, a lot of the mayors—we've got good ongoing relationships. Yeah. And and Niagara Falls, Canada and U.S. have gone in different directions over the last fifty years, and it's kind of a sad scenario what's happened. And of course, at one time, hydroelectric energy was cheaper here because we created it. Mm. So all companies, industries located right near the falls to get cheap electricity. Yeah. Well, later it was. I guess you'll call it socialized, where it didn't matter where you lived; everyone paid the same in the geographic area for electricity. So being closer to it was no advantage. Well, then industry started to leave the area; they just went where they got cheap land, Mm. cheap labor, because the right because the electricity piece was the same,
0: and spread everything out a little bit.
2: Right, and that affected us. So Niagara Falls, New York, was huge hotbed for industry; it was booming. Buffalo was booming. That whole area was incredibly on fire. And things changed all of about a sudden. the
0: same time. Manufacturing left everywhere else. Exactly. Here. <laughs> and, and here, well,
2: here's the irony. So much of it was going to Mexico, going to China. Well, now you go to China, they're worried because it's leaving China. It's going to the Philippines, Indonesia. Well,
0: that's that's the nature of of how that works. It's only you, so we we were talking about this before. So if you're motivated by the dollar, you move to where the money moves you, and. The fact is, the money is going to move you. Things aren't always going to stay the same where they are, and there will always be a cheaper option. And as long as you can punch into an Excel sheet all the hypotheticals, you'll be able to change people's lives.
2: Live by the dollar, die by the dollar, mm. right? So so definitely we've gone in different directions. So in the 50s, Niagara Falls, New York had 100,000 people. In the 50s, we had around 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. So jump ahead 70 years, Niagara Falls, New York has dropped below 50,000. And Niagara Falls Canada is almost at 100,000. So we've gone in in different directions. And I've had lunch actually just recently with the new mayor of Niagara Falls, New York. And I I said, let's do something incredible. Let's do some things together that'll make
0: it better for both sides. I actually have something, a little unity thing for the two of you. Love it. I can't Uh, wait to hear. But we'll we'll get there at the end. Um, um, So the question was, and the reason I started talking about the similarities between New York and Canadian culture um, what is the relationship between the New York side of Niagara Falls and the Canadian side of Niagara Falls?
1: I think that the relationship between the citizens of both sides is, is a very warm one. I think that um, principally, as I said, there are many families that share relatives mm-hmm. both sides of the river. Um, and I think that, that a lot of the businesses on both sides welcome and enjoy um, the uh, interaction of uh, mm-hmm. the cross-border traffic. Um, governmentally um, <laughs> I don't know prior to my arriving in this office I don't know how uh, friendly the two cities governments were but I'm certainly looking forward to having a great relationship with Mayor mm-hmm. Diodati. I think um, our our first meeting was was fabulous yeah. Um I'm looking forward to see, doing. See, now something. you have
0: something in common to talk Absolutely. about. You've got this guy. Who's yeah, this got a guy mustache. who came up here,
1: and yeah, he. Um, I, I'm looking forward to doing some things with him. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm looking for an opportunity for. And I'm Ni- very happy you said that because I already have something that we're we're getting in. Oh, you'll see at the end of the interview.
1: Niagara Falls, Ontario. Niagara Falls, New York. Working together. I'd like to try and create these, the feeling. That we're just really one city, and all we have is a river separating. And is us.
0: there the impression that it was not in the past?
1: Um, yes, yes. I think that there. I, you know, there are so many challenges that every community has, mm. and so sometimes you get so wrapped up in the challenges that you forget the importance of making these connections. All throughout my campaign, I ran on the idea that, you know, the city of Niagara Falls is stronger when it works together with its neighbors. Mm-hmm. Now, one of our neighbors is Niagara Falls, Ontario. Yep. And so clearly, we're stronger if we unite
0: uh, ourselves for a common purpose, and common purpose is tourism. If you could find a way, because I, I, this kind of thing excites me. Mm-hmm. I'm a... Uh, very politically minded person and Mm -hmm. I'm very into like infrastructure and city building because I'm a loser and I'm a geek and (laughs) and I'm, no, no, but that stuff excites me. And I was thinking when we, when I was driving down, I was like, Oh, there's so much potential here.
1: There is. And 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 I I don't know
0: how it got, um, less.
1: Well, some of the stagnation came from, you know, I, I will only speak to the U S side. Mm-hmm. Some of the stagnation. Yeah, and came, I only am
0: asking you to speak sure. for the U.S. Side.
1: Some of it came from just a, a uh, an insular kind of sense that you know our problems we have to solve our own problems. We really can't reach out for help. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that was a desire, uh, whether it was pride, whether it was some desire to think that we could fix everything ourselves, yep. whatever it was, it it avoided the natural opportunity to seek help mm-hmm. from your neighbors which in it it, as close as we are it makes no sense that we don't work collectively on so many things.
0: well i said to um mayor diodati that it's like you guys built uh two competing not you guys so imagine it's a street and and one franchise owner is like i want to build a subway right here and then a different franchise over is like I'm going to build a subway right here across the street. You guys are two subways ran by two different franchise owners. So the Canadian government, right. the American government. And uh, you guys have had to operate just under your own franchises. So rather than running across the street when you need to get bread, you have to go all the way to Washington, D.C. And order it.
1: <laughs> yep, that's right. No, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, too. The two communities grew up differently. Mm-hmm. You know, the city of Niagara Falls, New York, was very industrial and yes. was very connected to. Oh um, uh, well, that know,
0: explains why nothing's here anymore. Some of the
1: auto industry in Detroit. Yep. We have an awfully, our our, uh, early history was very much um, carbon electrochemical. We were very very industrial. Yes. Um, now I think what we need to do is we need to recognize that um, we do have a wonderful. Attraction mm-hmm. um, in the falls, which I think we've always known, but now we have to provide some additional entertainment, some additional amusement. Yeah. Um, do we need to copy our neighbors in Ontario? No. Almost. Almost. Simply, almost. Specifically, you shouldn't. Correct. But we need <laughs> to supplement what we have here. What, there has been a real focus in the early part uh, uh, of this um, century on more environmental and natural attractions, mm-hmm. hiking trails and all that. And that's all great. That's all wonderful. But in the end, we also need to remember that families come here. Mm-hmm. And so families, um, some may not have passports, yep. just as
0: my friend Ron. could happen.
1: Right. And so we need to make sure that we also have amusements, things that can keep families here and have them entertained. So that's kind of the next phase, I think, of the development uh, mm-hmm. for the city of Niagara Falls, New York and uh, and i'm excited about it
0: awesome um question number 16 what is the biggest problem or issue facing niagara falls new york in 2020 i
1: think <clears throat> i think it's just making sure that we maintain our focus you know it's easy for a community that is looking uh, and, and, and has that breakout sense yeah. because right now um buffalo has um created a little bit of a buzz about themselves yeah
0: um, they did. yeah they're popping
1: yep still has uh, some growth uh to go i i believe so it's easy for us To sort of get distracted Mm -hmm. um, in a a lot of the noise that's going on uh, with regard to Western New York growth, we need to stay focused on what we need to do. Carve your own lane. That's right. Don't get distracted. Don't do what
0: Buffalo's doing. Buffalo's already Buffaloing. That's right. Ontario's already doing what they're doing. We have to be ourselves. We have to find our lane and stay in it. What is the biggest problem or issue in Niagara Falls in 2020? Niagara Falls Canada or U.S.? Niagara Falls Canada. The biggest challenge, well, I guess... Yeah, you're Niagara Falls. Not not his Niagara Falls. (laughs) See, I
2: just think of it as Niagara Falls. They are,
0: in my head, they're like um, competing Niagara Falls franchises. Okay. They opened up a subway next to a subway. Both are financed by different financiers and uh, whichever subway is better is better that's a great analogy
2: uh, one advantage that we'll always have over uh, Niagara Falls, New York, is the view's better from our side.
0: Ah, <laughs> Even natural one. the
2: falls are on their side, but our view's better. It's kind of like... What's I'll,
0: I'll let Ronnie know. I'll Real quick, I'll drive, take the pictures, and when I go oh, back yeah. to New York, I'll show him. Oh yeah, and
2: he'll know. And and we <laughs> always laugh about that. I said, it's like you fixing up your yard. Mm. Uh, I'm the one who benefits if I live across the street, right? <laughs> yeah, so, I
0: mean, that makes sense. You put Christmas lights exactly. on your house. Uh, yeah, and
2: I give them for you to put on your house. So I. I could enjoy them. That's so funny. it's one of those kind of things. But we light up, I sit on in an international, binational national uh, committee, uh, it's the illumination board. We light mm-hmm. up the falls and and like we just did a worldwide RFP request for proposals for new lighting technology we're the first place in the world to put the LED technology that we did as we did on the falls oh, wow. we lit them up 300 percent brighter and the color schemes we could do now spectac- That's why when you're you and your buddy come back we'll go play with the lights mm-hmm. we can change lights on the falls we'll do that wow we'll take you up to the tower and it's it's a cool fun thing we've had kings queens princes we've had all sorts me, of you know there.
0: me kings princes you, that's kings. right you're the king of, <laughs> you're the
2: king of the uh, podcast I'm the right? king of the future baby You are <laughs> You are and just- decree it right now so so we've got so many neat things we can do together and and so the lighting of the falls was one example Nick Willanda walking from the American side to the Canadian side I watched that you watched that yeah. on NBC we had 150,000 people show up live to watch it happen and we had a billion people in a 24 hour period watch this we had every That's news great. media from around the world we had every major media it was spectacular so those kind of things we can do some incredible things together yeah. we don't need to compete because what's good for them is good for us and vice
0: versa. But, for example, uh, the reason I call it a franchise – if the call comes from corporate and you guys both get the same thing, you guys get to price it differently. That's kind of I like I like the franchise there. But oh uh, wait back to the question. What is the biggest problem or concern in 2020 for you? Guys?
2: OK, so I would say uh, global uncertainty. So what really affected Niagara Falls more? Than, well, tell you what our biggest challenges are. Number one, here's three things that affect tourism in Niagara Falls and none of which we have any control over. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one is the weather. The weather we have no control over, but what I say is we can have control over the weather channel and let's make sure they have good forecasts. (laughs) So I'd sway it. How much to make it 60-40, good weather, bad weather? I mean... That's weather. Second thing is evaluation of our currency. The dollar, you know, mm. that kind of stuff is done at a much higher level than a municipal uh, level. Yes. And when the American dollar is stronger, it's good for our tourism. Because the Americans know, like right now, your your dollar will go farther, go 25% farther by coming here. Mm. So when you do that, you can do much more for much less. And we love that. So it's an incentive for you to come here and spend more money. Mm. And the number one tourist that we get from anywhere in the world are Americans. We love having Americans. And I can tell you, half my family is American. From Seattle to New York to, you know, uh, Charleston. I've got family all over the U.S. Got it. And uh, And the third thing is global uncertainty. 9-11. Let me just talk real briefly about 9-11. So my ahead. first daughter was born that day. She was born 9-11. Now, if you can imagine... In Niagara Falls, Canada, Niagara Falls, New York. It's on we, about a day. Right? On the U.S. side, they've got Robert Moses. On the Canadian side, Sir Adam Beck, we produce a lot of electricity. We're one of the most uh, well-known cities on this planet. And we know we're a target. Mm -hmm. And so I'm in the hospital holding my newborn, my first child, my daughter, Olivia. And and I couldn't find any doctors, any nurses. They're all in a room watching what happened, what just unfolded. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what have I done? What have I brought my daughter into? And I I remember, and the borders closed instantly. You can imagine what that did to tourism. When your number one client can't come across. And at that time, only about 10% of Americans had passports.
0: Well, I imagine this is all very uh, fresh. Um, the global uncertainty thing Because you guys are just You guys are dealing with The current uh, global crisis With the plane in Iran
2: Exactly We're dealing with that We're also dealing with uh, An issue with uh, China Because uh, Huawei Their big uh, 5G I'm, 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 I know all about Huawei You know about that And so we were the ones That detained the CFO of, of Huawei And oh. and she's being held right now In Canada for the US For extradition Im- and- and
0: I, Thank God you're talking about this Because I'll be one of the few uh, Media outlets in America America talking about this right talking about Canada. And oh, my Huawei. gosh.
2: So it's put us in a precarious spot, right? So, wh- so Huawei why-
0: for the listeners, Huawei's like a company bigger or as big as like AT and T or Verizon, yes. but it's in China. And uh, the Canadian, um, the Canadian, either military or officials arrested the CFO. Correct?
2: Yeah, we did um, because we've got uh, binational um, treaties with the U.S. Mm. and the U.S. wanted her arrested, so we arrest her. That's got the it. arrangement we have. And um, and we've been holding her, waiting for she's got a hearing coming up. And of course that put us in bad place with Chinese relations. Yeah. immediately. So so but I mean obviously the US we're we're cousins, brothers, sisters, however you want to say it, we're very, very close with the US. I mean I laugh. I said I speak American as well as Canadian. You know, I know the difference between a couch and a sofa and a soda and a pop and a highway and a freeway. But but regardless, it put us into a tough spot and of course we're going into 5G technology. When they're listening to this in the year 2100, it will probably be a 10G by that yeah, time. Yeah,
0: God knows if this will hold our attention span. It probably won't, because ah. it'll be
2: like talking about horse and buggy. But I will tell you this, it's going to mean downloads will be 100 times the speed, mm-hmm. and a surgeon, and we're excited about this now, we'll be able to do a surgery across the country without being there, because it'll be real time, and they'll be able to mechanically do it with uh, a robotic yeah, arm. I
0: follow a lot of that technology so you know with the premise on. of the show. Yes. Um... What is your biggest concern for the future of Niagara Falls, or for the future in general?
2: Well, if the falls ever stopped running, (laughs) that would be terrible.
0: Well, well, you never know.
2: With global warming, here's what my thoughts. Uh, With water shortages, Mm -hmm. uh, so it's funny. It seems we've got the pendulums swinging all over the place. Either we've got floods, or we've got fires. Mm -hmm. Either we've got too much water, or not enough water. So there's the polar ice caps are melting right now, and whether global warming, whatever you want to say the causes... Climate change is happening.
0: Yeah. So, what's happening? Happy to hear you say that.
2: Yeah. Well, it is happening. You can't deny that. You can debate why it's happening, but Mm -hmm. you can't deny that it is happening. And so, the polarized caps are melting. What's happening? The ocean levels are going higher. So, anyone along the coast should be concerned. Yeah. And they should be preparing what they're going to do as the water levels come higher. So, we have too much salt water. But then we've got more people consuming fresh water. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a shortage of that as well. There's people in the world that have no water. Yep. So so I'm concerned that people are going to start eyeing things that were originally free. And water is one of them. So water's always been free and abundant. Yeah. And you never ever thought twice about it. You put yep. a well in the ground, you take what you need. Well, as we're it's becoming more and more scarce, that is one of my great clean drinking fresh water is one of my concerns. And we sit on the world's largest freshwater reservoirs, the five Great Lakes, That's on my mind, and I know everybody's looking at it, and and I know how people are with money and desire. So you
0: think people are going to try to do what Deer Park and Nestle did to Michigan? Exactly,
2: and and Nestle's doing in Northern Ontario too. Don't,
0: if you, sir, 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 if you have have any any chance, chance stop them. them. They will short you. They will kill kill your people. people. Well, Uh, they're
2: they're taking it for so cheap. And people, people will
0: die. People will die. I don't, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I get so, I haven't had it. This is the first time I've ever talked about it on the podcast. I don't even talk about it on social media, but I haven't had a, I haven't purchased a Nestle product in three years. Well,
2: it's really, it's scary. You know, and, and they've got us convinced. You know, they've marketed to a point that we think tap water is bad for us. And, you know, our tap water, I'll tell you something. Uh, trust me. There's, you know. there's
0: movements all across America and all across the world that have to remind people to drink the water in their house that they already pay for.
2: Well, let me tell you this. We've done our own independent testing here, third-party testing here in Niagara Falls. Our water is better. And cleaner than the bottled spring water that you buy in a bottle
0: and I believe it, it why would you want to drink something that came out of plastic
2: well you, and exactly not right. to
0: mention the amount of oil that is wasted in plastic production yeah. and the amount of waste uh, and, and they
2: call it spring water we call it beaver piss <laughs> So if you want to drink beaver piss by all means go yeah, nuts, and, right? and pay for it too. And pay for it pay for something that should be fresh and free I, I know I got an issue with
0: that everyone should just tax the living hell out of bottled water like they do with cigarettes in America just to dissuade from it because that's the only you know what it's a whole to, other podcast I'm supposed to be asking questions <laughs> okay respect that um, what is your biggest concern for the future um,
1: you know one of the things too that Niagara Falls New York faces is poverty really? so yeah so um, I think that you know, the, the tourist industry tends currently, for us at least, to be very seasonal. Mm. And so in order for us to grow uh, in our economy, we have to find a way to diversify our economy. The tourist industry is always going to be important to us, but we have to start looking for ways to move out of that as well. So that, you know, the table has more than just one mm-hmm. leg. It has And there's multiple. only so
0: many things you can do, because... Yeah, uh... Uh, the Hail Marys you could you could entice a college, you sure. could uh, entice business to move in, et And we
1: have and we have Niagara University is just um, north of the city. In fact, it's on the city line, mm. uh, and they're very very. Invested in the city of Niagara but Falls. even that
0: season sure uh, yeah, yeah, that's a pain in the ass too. It is and it almost directly coincides with tourism,
1: right? And so what we have to do is we have to recognize that there are modern industries that we have to look to technology industries um, and you know uh, Biomedical um, Research facilities and mm-hmm. we have the room for that. We have the 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 capacity That's what I was that. saying
0: when I was saying driving down Main Street. There's open spaces. yes and we have a
1: we have a, we have an initiative that's just started there, um, supported by the state of New York, for investment in the northern part of Main Street, uh, where they're investing um, a good chunk of money uh, to help us renovate and mm-hmm. uh, and attract uh, new new um, emerging
0: businesses. Okay, um, what will Niagara Falls be like in the year two thousand one hundred? Well. Um, to the
1: extent that I can impact the next 80 years, I'd like it to be a, a, a community that is growing um, in its economy, that is um, supporting families so that we're in a place where, because um, it's a great town to raise a family. Um, it has, as I said to you, it has that that, that small Midwestern feel to it. It's a, it's, it's a great place. Uh, but we need to make sure that we're providing jobs and employment for people. And so I'd like to see Niagara Falls uh, in in uh, 100 years. Um, you know, a place sort of like the place that I remember, a place where families grow, a place where families prosper.
0: So was was Niagara Falls, New York different when you grew up here? Oh, yeah, much so. In what way? And And I assume it has to do with manufacturing leaving... Uh, no
1: question, that's exactly, you know, the the, the, the difference between Niagara Falls um, in the late 50s and early 60s and the Niagara Falls of today is really the job market. You know, the ability back then, um, if you began employment mm-hmm. at a local industry and didn't like your job on Monday, you could find another one on Tuesday and just pick up where you left yeah. off those opportunities don't exist anymore. Now, do I think we're gonna bring that back? Of course not, the world has changed. Industries have changed. But I think what we need to do in the in Niagara Falls, New York, is I think we need to start taking a look at those technology firms. You know, Southern Ontario, mm-hmm. Southern Ontario has a really growing um, uh, technology industry. And ultimately, a lot of those firms are gonna need um, a US base. Well, mm-hmm. it's natural for us. And as we work
0: toward more cross border traffic, we're going to be that place. All right. Um, we're on our last few. Um, what do you think Niagara Falls will be like in 2100?
2: Well, um, that's a great question. As you'll pull up in your levitating vehicle and you're, you know, all the, uh. we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. But I know one thing. I'm a big sci fi person buff i love science fiction movies and anything so and and what i can't get over is how much of it becomes realized you know when you look at how captain kirk and spock used to you know uh, flip open their communicators and how we've already had flip phones flip phones been long gone for 20 years and where technology is going and i'm not saying that they're 100 on but they're very very close i don't know if life imitates art or vice versa i don't know what's going on but what i do know is that's like gives you a glimpse into the future of what it's going to be like. I believe it was Da
0: Vinci was drawn planes in the in the like eleven hundred and like,
2: helicopters, and stuff
0: like this. Yes, stuff, I, I I I I think about that a lot about about how much of art informs what comes into the world and vice versa. Because I don't, I don't want to give all the artists credit because a they're they're trying to come up with something that flies. They draw something that they think would fly. Uh, a good artist does something that looks like a modern plane. But uh, then they it, planes look like birds. Right. It's not that hard. Right. <laughs> right yeah. yeah. Planes <laughs> look like birds like the submarines look like fish. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, <laughs> like it, finding out the logistics.
2: Yeah, that's why I think I think it's going to be more of that kind of stuff. I think there'll be a lot more virtual reality. I hope there's not a virtual falls, but I know there will uh-huh. be. There'll be well, some. I'm sure of- there
0: are already like 800 virtual falls apps that are just terrible.
2: Exactly, but- and and
0: and I don't think that stuff like that will get um, Replicated Like, you have to come here. Like it.
2: Well, let's put it this way. Look at Las Vegas. Las Vegas has got their own Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's nice and it's cool and it's neat. It's nothing like the real That's Eiffel true. Tower. You can go to it, yeah. the Venetian, or you can go to Venice and see the real thing. So, to me, do you want the real thing or do you want the imitation? I guess it's if you want. But the at real what experience.
0: point? At what point does? The, the culture stop valuing authenticity.
2: Well, that's a great question. Uh, like, look now we got Beyond Beef Burgers, right? So, and they're imitate. And then I laughed. I saw one. And it was Beyond Plant Vegetables. You know, and where we're going to a point where
0: it's just amorphous goo. Yes, that looks like something. <laughs> I know.
2: And and I'm like, what is this? And where are we going with it? You know,
0: I I don't eat any of the plant based stuff because a never trust a new technology. Yeah. Never do anything when it's first new. Uh, yeah. not to be crass, but if you look at like the first boob jobs, they're all crazy. <laughs> you look at them now, it's like, "Oh, I get that. I get why you got that done." Right. And and is the same thing. Uh Facebook, you could do it with any of these. Yep. With a- if early adopters take chances. Uh plant-based uh, cigarettes. Anyway, anything you want to do, there's gonna be, it's more risky.
2: Well, look at uh, cigarettes. Doctors used to prescribe uh, pregnant ladies, you should smoke more cigarettes. I, I,
0: hey man, I, I'm, I'm a part of the generation that doesn't trust anybody. Right? And, and yeah. Yeah, so I understand. Yeah, you
2: snope everything, right, On, uh, online. Right? Just to make You can't sure. even trust Snopes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you can't, I don't trust Snopes. <laughs> I, t- I sincerely would not trust Snopes. Snopes has its issues. Uh, like even Snopes has minor, uh, And I don't believe in objectivity, I believe in Admitting your biases, right, letting right. letting the people evaluate you, and that's why my journalism career has been a little rough. Uh, but it's coming together.
2: I agree with what you're saying though, everybody in some way uh, is slanted a certain direction. If you
0: pretend to be objective, then you're lying. Unless you come so from if, another so planet. If, yeah, if you're pretending to be objective, right. that pretending in itself is a lie. Yeah. And if your job is to tell the truth, tell the truth not just about the story, right. but about who you are. Yes. And I don't think that that's complicated, but many journalism professors disagree. (laughs) um num uh we got three more questions left and some of them are different uh some of them are easy is there anything that you'd like to say to the people of the year 2100
2: Hmm. well you know when i when i i I, in some ways i like simpler times but in other ways i want to be there in the future to see what happens Mm. and where technology takes us and the idea that you know, we'll have cures for cancer one day, you know, and cures for sickness rather than you know, going through chemotherapy is a very barbaric way to blast the body. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you the treatment is worse than the than the sickness. A lot of it is. It is. And I think I know that it's just like when you look at surgeries at one time, when you get an ACL done on your knee, they'd rip your knee a big line all the way up and down and now it's three little dots. And in the future they'll probably beam the part in and out. Mm-hmm. And and I and I think I look forward to a time when they can personalize your treatment for your body and your genetic makeup and your historic DNA, makes sense. right? Rather than we treat everything the same way. Everybody
0: uh, gets this. Everyone, every, everything's a blanket. Everything's a monolith. Everybody's the same. One size fits all. Right. Like, as if we did not grow up in different places and have different genetics. Yeah.
2: Right. So to me, you can't treat everything. That Everything's unique. So I look forward to treatments of that in that way. Uh, I hope we come up with a plan for uh, overpopulation because the, the planet is growing like crazy, too mm-hmm. many people, and I don't know how sustainable it's going to be. And uh, and then the, the other thing that concerns me is big egos um, you know, in office and who's got the most nuclear warheads and whatever the new weapons are going to be in the future. Mm-hmm. That scares me that a lot of innocent people um, have no idea the high-level discussions that are actually taking place with people that have their finger on the red button. I know. That scares me. Uh, but I realize... In another way, I let it go because I realized nothing I can do about it uh, from this chair at this moment.
0: I was going to say, sir, I've met you you eventually will get to make some decisions. <laughs> Perhaps.
2: Yeah. I mean, but Canada, we're known as just, uh, you know. You don't win three that. terms. <laughs> you don't win
0: three terms doing a bad job. Either
2: that or they keep making bad choices here.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't know enough about what you do here. <laughs> you know,
2: but but I, I, I know one thing. You know, you don't make friends with clench fists, you know. And mm-hmm. if everybody could focus on, and I think this is a big part of. So two things I like to do when I meet someone. Number one. I know you're superior to me in certain ways, and I try to pull that out of you so I can become better, learn from you and Mm -hmm. be better, and not talk about my ego. And and it's funny because uh, it
0: seems like uh, the ego is a, a big important thing to you. It
2: is because I think uh, you know there's a, a one acronym that I've heard before, and whether you're spiritual or you're not, and I am spiritual more so than religious. Mm-hmm. I'm a spirit, but uh, edging God out. And the point is, you can instead of God, you know, universe, uh, higher power, whatever energy, word, energy. Pick pick your poison. P- exactly, whatever you want to call it, I call it God, but you call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And it, it, it is what it is. But I said when you. think think that you're better than that that thing then you're out of control mm-hmm. because you're not and and so, so i love that
0: you're saying this. well
2: because i just think some of the, these people these leaders these these business people you're gonna you're die, gonna die. And you're gonna die right no one's that, gonna, that, gonna that, talk about that's the you. point
0: of the show right
2: come on you got a limited window to do something good do it good right? How are you going to be known? What's your legacy in life going to be that you're an asshole that you wreck things uh, that you're, what, what's it going to that's be? That's great. So uh, my choice episode,
0: episode one of my podcast uh, comes out on Monday. I'm going to send it to you because a lot of what you're saying is like in it. the first five minutes. <laughs> well, I'd
2: love to hear it. So my, I want to have, leave a positive legacy and, and I'm hoping that. So, so number one, I try to figure out what you have that's superior to me so I can learn from you. Mm-hmm. And, and the second thing, um, and I, and I like to say edify edit the word edification, saying nice things mm. about other people and meaning it yeah. and trying to be real positive about it. And the third thing I like to do is find out what we have in common. Let's start with what we have in common instead of what makes us different. What do we have in common? And then mm. build from
0: there. Because we're never going to agree on everything. If you if like. You start from a point of difference or conflict or contention, it's going to be hard to connect. You
2: polarize and you go in different directions and you're never going to meet in the middle. It's a very polarized times that we live in. It is because we're focused on, oh, you're a different religion than me already. It's like, well, hold, hold on. Yeah. We both like green. Could we start with we both yeah, like and green? we
0: both like, yeah, we eat cereal. Yeah. We all take naps. I think it's Pete Holmes. He said, uh, I'm not afraid of anybody, because imagine the biggest, uh, baddest bully you've ever seen in your life just getting into bed and getting comfortable <laughs> and, <laughs> and just being like getting nuzzled teddy in bear. into his little spot and he needs it. He needs to get comfortable and in his head he's like trying to find the right spot. And right, that's right. perfect.
2: I love it. I love it. So, so I think if we took some of those approaches to things we'd be better and the other thing I like to do too is be proactive and plan where I want to go. I mean you got to plan your work then work your plan. So what do you want to do if, whether it's lose weight or build something or attract something or fix something plan it and then how are you going to get there mm-hmm. and that's that's a, just the way you're doing your podcast I think I admire what you're doing you had some challenges to come up here just like if I was planning I'd it.
0: leave my best friend in New York yeah but that's going to be the
2: best part of the story uh, and funny. I love when you said so what's he doing right now he's a big boy he'll figure it out you know? <laughs> he is
0: I trust Ronnie he'll yeah, figure it
2: out I love that I hope to meet him on your next trip and then I align you guys up with some fun things to you've do. you've said it right enough
0: lines. times where I almost have to email you You got but you got to come during the nicer way weather because right we well we the, the, the drive up here was treacherous yeah we do, doing 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. and like pitch black with the snow and like tr- nothing, nothing but us and trucks it was wild we have the final three questions one uh, is there anything that you'd like to say to the people of the year 2100 who may be listening
1: I'd like to say to those people Niagara Falls is a beautiful place um, if you haven't visited us please come because you're going to love it once you get here uh, it's a friendly place, a place that really appreciates its visitors and its guests.
0: Um, do you think that your answers will be similar to the other mayor's answers? Um,
1: I, I, I don't know that they will be <laughs> for a couple of reasons. Okay. Number one, he has been in his position for a little bit longer than I have, yep. and. He is facing a economy that's somewhat different than mine. Mm-hmm. He also has um, a different general government structure yes. uh, than the one that I deal with. So some of our answers, I suppose, our dreams and desires for the future might be the same because all of us want to have our communities to be healthy and, mm-hmm. and vibrant. Um, but some of the technical stuff might be a little bit different.
0: Uh, do you think? And part of my diva here, but. Do you think he has more or less red tape restricting him than you do? Who do you think has more red tape? In
1: in some areas, I think he has less.
0: Okay, I, I think, was just, I was just curious. I don't know much about Canadian local politics. Well,
1: in in some ways, I think that the province um, uh, is far more interested in the organization of their communities than the state of New York is with regard to its communities.
0: Well, that makes sense. Uh, well, I know it doesn't make sense, but I understand why it happens. Correct. Because you obviously are not the biggest city in New York. right? And there's one city in New York that is probably getting the majority of the attention from the state government. And I'd imagine that places like Albany, yeah. Niagara Falls might Poughkeepsie you yeah. know these yeah. places might get a little mm-hmm. less attention
1: and I have to tell you the state of New York has has um, cleared its focus on Niagara Falls it recognizes um, the importance of Niagara Falls to the entire state tourist industry <clears throat> um, so I'm 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 enthused by that yes. that that attention that that focus I'm hoping has shifted
0: okay um two more questions and then i got another thing to show you and then we're wrapping up do you think that your answers will be similar to the other mayor's answers well it's hard to say now i did have lunch uh
2: with bob uh, a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and i like him right away i liked him i liked his energy Mm -hmm. right away um so i do think so because i said let's do something great together and what is that? I don't know, but let's start with let's do something mm-hmm. great together. So I think it'll be similar, and he's got a lot of life skills. So we come from different places. He was a judge, mm-hmm. uh, an attorney. Like he's got a real got interesting it. background. But he's going to come with great life skills, and I know I'm going to learn a lot. Matter of fact, I'm going to his big gala tomorrow night, which will be in Niagara Falls, New York, at the Seneca Casino. Uh,
0: tell him, tell him you met with me. I'm good, uh-huh. no, I plan on it.
2: And and uh, I think that they'll be similar because
0: you think you like Shrek,
2: the Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's a good question. I've watched every kid's show because of my kids, mm-hmm. right? I've watched every, I, I don't know how many times. And uh, and I love Christmas. I'm a Christmas nut. Mm-hmm. I love Christmas lights, Christmas music, Christmas <laughs> food, everything to do with I love it. Uh, and I love traveling. I love seeing other cultures. So if I go to your town, uh, Philadelphia, I want to have well, a hoagie. If
0: you ever do come to Philly, I'll show you a great goddamn time.
2: Well, see, that's what I like, though. So when I went to Philly the first time, I went and I said, all right, what, what do people here do? I went to the market downtown.
0: Oh, yeah, Reading Terminal.
2: Yes. And I had would have a, a hoagie.
0: Yeah, a cheesesteak. Cheese steak,
2: you have to like. I'm I was like,
0: going to bring one with me, but I didn't think it would hold. <laughs> I, would I didn't think trip. it would do its justice no, after the it's drive. It's got to come right off the grill, yeah, right? Exactly. Just like when I was in Chicago. I, actually, I'm. I, I just had a, a an article I wrote go viral about the. Um, about the history of the cheesesteak, and right. then a video also went viral with me and it being like a cheesesteak expert. Really? And uh, people are roasting me. They're so mad, because people are so passionate about it. <laughs> they are so angry. People, part of my friends are fuck this guy, you <laughs> stupid putts, like all this stuff. Um, thousands of people calling me names and thousands of people defending me yeah all because i told them what type of cheese to use or like to not put peppers on it like <laughs> you, it's great and but i have all the best spots and we have all the connections that's so, funny you know if both, you ever do come to philly i demand you you text me i absolutely
2: will and it's funny you say that because i fight with the internet now it's changed everything where before someone had an opinion and nobody listened to them for whatever reason. Well now, they'll find mm-hmm. people that think the same, they'll get a mutual platform, and they'll attack you.
0: It's called an echo chamber. Yes it is. <laughs> and
2: uh, it has changed every politics in a big way. It's given a voice to people that didn't have a voice. It's given power to people who didn't have power. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a redistribution of wealth now too with Uber, with Airbnb. It, yeah. The world has changed. It's given some of the power, influence, and money back to the people. And where before it went up to the top.
0: Uh, uh, I'm not gonna push back too hard, but I'm not a fan of the gig economy. I think I well, I'm think
2: not saying I'm a fan. I'm just stating what i d- say. Yeah, happening. it does.
0: It does put money in people's pockets, but I, I the only because th- I, I kind of detest it because the, the swap from pensions to 401Ks, yep. the uh, stagnant growth in wage, and I'm talking mostly about my country. I don't, I can't speak for the economics of Canada, but I assume it's pretty similar. Uh, that uh, a lot of the money has been taken out mm-hmm. of these people's pockets and now a few years later they have to. I, I don't see it as, uh, there are people that like their second properties in an Airbnb and that's different than the people who are like, sleep in my basement or else i can't pay rent right uh but either way, uh, <laughs> i'm
2: not saying I, I like it or support it i'm just trying to state what i'm seeing. it's changing right yes in front of the our whole eyes. world is changing it's very much changing
0: last question um for the 21 questions why should people care about niagara falls
2: well i think it's one of the great natural wonders of the world that represents so much not just beauty for tourism not just electricity generation in a natural green renewable way uh it's it's uh, and historic. So many historic things happened here, and it belongs to the world. It mm-hmm. doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the world. So I think you should come here. You should visit all the great natural landmarks of the world that belong to you. You should have it on your bucket list of places to come and see. We're peaceful uh, people. We're friendly people. Everyone
0: was wildly friendly out in the streets. I'm from Philadelphia, so I'm naturally kind of coarse yeah. hard. Um but you stand somewhere in Canada and people just look at you and they, they wait for you to initiate the conversation or they will initiate conversation. In Philly, um, if someone looks at me, I will glare at them so they stop.
2: Well, and it's <laughs> And here, if you bump into us, we say sorry. Yeah. We say sorry for everything. As a matter of fact, if I had to sum it up in one thing, if you were to stab us, we'd apologize for getting blood on your knife. <laughs> and that's how it is Canadians are very we, we just we just want to be friends with everybody. We're we're we how can we help you? Uh, stay in our house. Uh, do you need some food? What do you need? And that's mm. just how Canadians are. We're 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 just we're just friendly people. We're a, we're a nation of immigrants. Every one of us except for the, from the indigenous people, we all came on a boat from somewhere. Mm. And uh, that's all we are. We're very multicultural and uh, we feel connected to the, to the planet. So mm. and, and especially to our American cousins we're so close to Americans and, and I feel sometimes I joked with the last mayor of Niagara Falls New York I go I feel like I'm more American than you are no, and I don't, I'm not even sure what that means exactly but, but I think more like I'm aggressive you know my best friend lives in, in Buffalo yeah. uh, I don't know I feel a real, a real strong affinity and connection and I love uh, anything that we say when America sneezes we catch the cold so there's a direct correlation relation yeah. between us on
0: so many levels last question before I have, I have something else to talk to you about before okay. we do this. Um, why should people care about Niagara Falls
1: well um, I think they should care because again it is a community um, that has a wonderful history um, it is important to actually the American history And to see the natural wonder of Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you that folks love to come here in the summer and enjoy the falls. If you have not experienced the uh, State Park area uh, during the winter, then you're missing something. That's what I'll be doing all day tomorrow. Because, notwithstanding whether there's any precipitation in the air, the mist of the falls covers everything down there in a wonderful sheet of clear ice. And so on a sunny day, it's like you're standing in a crystal...
0: An hour and a half is plenty of content. That is all for the 21 questions interview portion of the Niagara Falls episode. We will be back in a question mark amount of time with part two of Niagara Falls. Uh, Thank you to Mayor Jim Diodati and Mayor Rob Restino for coming on my humble program and answering my 21 questions. Thank you to all the listeners and happy 2100. Could you love me if I was down and out? Would you still have love? Could for you love me in a barrel? Could you love me on a bus? I'll ask 21 questions and they all about us. Could you love me in a bed? Could you love me on a bus? I'll ask 21 questions and they all about us.